here we are, back on episode number... 67. Very good. Of the Nerd Pastiche podcast. I am mm-hmm. your co-host, Darian. And I am your other co-host, Brittany. And welcome back, loyal listeners, and hello to all of you first-timers. And we would just like to say thank you in advance for letting the sounds of our voices continue to make birth in your ears. (laughs) What? What? What's what's the problem? I don't like that one. (laughs) Well, well, you know what? You come up with various ways. I don't know why I I I don't know why I had a visceral reaction to that one, but I didn't like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but propagate was okay. Well, that doesn't sound as bad as make birth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you know what? If you want to interpret that how you want to interpret that, that's on you. Okay. Anyway, yes, make birth in your ears. Okay. So if you're listening to us for the first time, what you need to know is, is that we like to engage in a little bit of nonsense. We talk about how it is that we've nerded since the last episode. We give you a recommendation from our personal nerdospheres, our very own nerd cash. Mm-hmm. And then we will have a main event of the evening. But before we get into all that, please don't forget like subscribe download leave a comment tell a friend tell your pizza delivery person you know shout nerd pastiche from a mountaintop you know mm-hmm. tell your dentist your doctor i don't care it doesn't matter it could be anybody your, your news the newspaper route person if that is still a thing i, uh, I don't know well you know what i don't know but i do know i somehow receive newspapers there we go so it has to be a thing yeah it's got to be just in the early hours of the morning the wee hours yes yeah yeah, whatever you got to do, it doesn't matter. Let any and everybody know about it. Some rando on the street. Now, obviously, you know that you know do it from a safe Safely. distance. Well, more <laughs> so, well, not it's it's less about a pandemic and more about that you know that might raise the ire of somebody. You know, mm-hmm. people might be on alert. Like, whoa, I don't know you like that. Yeah. Anyway, thank you in advance for doing such. So, with that said, mm-hmm. Brittany, mm-hmm. how have you been able? to nerd since the last time well i am going to bring something up that is a sore subject between the two of us okay i watched the end of the final season of seven deadly sins (laughs) frack okay so okay now okay it's over now fine so okay now i can watch it there is a film I have not watched, like one final film, and I don't know exactly where it stands in the timeline of the last season. It either happens directly after or between a time jump. I'm pretty sure it happens in between a time jump that happens in like the last two episodes of the final season. But I have watched, I have experienced, I have laughed, I have cried, I have been slightly disappointed at points, but I have been genuinely just, I I was excited to complete the end of the saga. Wow. That's a a long journey. That's a long journey. Mm -hmm. I forgot how many, how many seasons were there? Oh God. I think this is only, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to make it up. Let me look it up. Six, seven Seven would be actually appropriate, but you know, I think it's six. Well, that doesn't seem right. I think it's six seasons and a couple of movies, but let me uh, six seasons and a movie would have been perfect. Yeah, no, there's a there were a few of them. 
Okay. Well, you know, your community. Okay. Never mind. That just went way over. Okay. Fine. Well, anyway, regardless, I guess it's just so you, you felt like the last season, it, it didn't live up to um, maybe previous seasons, but that doesn't, that didn't take away from your obvious enjoyment of the series overall is what I'm hearing. Okay. So it was five seasons. Oh God. For one, for two, <laughs> well, five seasons and I think two movies. So that would put you to seven, but anyway, the number seven. Yeah. It was, there were a lot of things that got closed out nicely. There were some things that I wanted to see that I did not get to visually see. I know they happened, but I didn't get to witness them. And there, it was one of those things where I, one of the things that drew me to the show in the first place was the music. Oh yeah, that's good. And I was expecting like a lot more of that kind of like Irish jig meets anime vibe (laughs) in the final season during some of the bigger battles. And it just wasn't as expressive in the music department as I was expecting. And as, as I wanted, they changed up a little bit of their musicality and it was still good. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the, the sound that I was used to and looking for. Yeah, did they change composers by chance? I do not know the answer to that. That would probably, <laughs> that might explain it, right? But it was definitely one of those things where I really, I really think they did a good job closing it out. They did cover a lot of ground in making sure that the majority of the big storylines were wrapped up in a nice neat bow. But there were a couple of things where I was just like, those are some strings that are just going to lay there, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah. So and, and, I don't know. Maybe person, want to go read the the mangas. Yeah. Now, what kind of what, what kind of person are you as it pertains to you know when it, you know when a series ends? Like, do do you do you feel compelled to have every single solitary thing needs to be wrapped up in a nice neat little bow? Or are you good with there being some things that are just left out there for interpretation? I think it depends on the show. With something like this, I think I would have I would have liked it better if it had been one or the other everything wrapped up or like with just a, or like more question marks but there was it the ratio of things that were wrapped up and things that were not was just a, was just off for me interesting so left, left you again so you left you a little bit like I said unsatisfied it wasn't as oh. satisfying as i wanted but i also okay. have to admit as it is one of my favorites that i had very high expectations that may have been nigh impossible to reach <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've um, in my own nerdospheres, I've seen that in, in relationship to a recent movie, the, you know, the expectations exceeding what they actually got mm-hmm. or perceived that they got. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was a thing, but I finished it. I am happy about it. I think this weekend we're going to try to watch the last film so I can see if that wraps up anything that I'm missing and I will get back to you. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. So now that this is finally over, now I can actually sit down and watch it without the pressure of like, oh God, another season is coming. Yep. Yep. And it's good. It's good. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as I love anime, and I had this this, uh, conversation with somebody the other day, and I was telling, I 
I think Dragon Ball Z kind of ruined me a little bit <laughs> because it, it took the whole long drawn out saga out of me. And I got spoiled with those 26 episode shows or 13 episode shows. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is, this is, this is what I'm willing to commit to. Yeah. No, I get it. I absolutely <laughs> yeah. get it. And it's, it's not that these shows aren't good. It's just that, okay, you know, five seasons of 20 episodes, like, look, this is, this is, a, this is a lot of, lot to ask. It is a lot. It is a lot, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the pieces I've watched the, or the, I think I've watched the first two seasons. It was fantastic. It's so, very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to start from the beginning again. Oh my God. Uh, Return I, to main I menu envy you. I would like to do that again. Yeah. Return to main menu on deck. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Oh, well, what about you? What have you been able to keep get up to? Well, since we didn't have time to do any of this because of our special episode last week, mm-hmm. the return of the, the beginning of the adventures of Soltar and, and Sim, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw No Time to Die. Oh, yeah. The final was entry of the Daniel Craig era. Oh, absolutely. That was out of all the Daniel Craig era bonds. So there are five. Uh, that's definitely the second best one for me. And that's and I was trying to think, OK, is that prisoner of the moment type of thing? And I said to myself, no, it's not, because, yes, there was a freshness because we hadn't gotten one in so long and the mm-hmm. extended delay. Um, but it, it, it was two and a half hours or two hours and 40 minutes. And it went by, you know, so quickly. We, you know the deal with James Bond and 007 that, you know, the world is always at stake in every James Bond. But, you know, mm-hmm. there was more at stake for Bond than before because, you know, um, more than just a professional level with, again, the world being at stake. But it was more importantly, it was, a, it was what was at stake for him on a personal level. And that's what made this movie feel so much bigger than the other ones. You gotcha. know, not necessarily just because it was the last one of its era. So, you know, the bonds that he formed throughout his time as a double O agent. Are, are you are you making a pun? <laughs> yes, I was very heavy handed. Thank you for actually acknowledging it. So <laughs> Oh, I was acknowledging it facially, but obviously this is a an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it, but I wanted mm-hmm. to verbally acknowledge what was taking place. Yeah, very yeah. good. So, you know, um, it was uh, those were at the forefront and it made because, you know, James Bond has always been, you know, a loner. And you see the relationships that he's forged and what those relationships meant to him over the course of this particular era. And that's why I said it made the stakes that much bigger and made it it hit more personally. Yeah. If you sat down and watched it than other bonds because, you know, he's can easily he's been able to emotionally detach for the most part the entire time. Or that's just been kind of like the moniker, the M.O., so to speak, of James Bond. And this one, that was basically out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. Great soundtrack, too. I was going to say, I enjoyed the trailer to this one a bit more than the last few. So, I mean, I have not watched it, obviously, but it did seem like it would be really like it sounded fun. Like it just looked fun. Yeah, yeah. And there were hints of, of humor in this, which isn't really typical for James Bond. I mean, I, very subtle. But yep, I thought the same thing. And I was just like, this is this is my kind of Bond. <laughs> oh, you, you want to tell? Yeah. I like funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, it was, it was, it, it, it was subtle. But, mm. uh, you know, 
to, you know, stay in, in you know, with the tone of the film. But I, I really enjoyed it. Can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray because, yes, on Blu-ray, because, you know, I got to get it so I can have all five. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we don't ever speak of Quantum of Solace. We don't speak of that. Well, that was just a dumb name for a film. The movie was just bad. I, I, I oh god, because it's Quantum of Solace and and Skyfall and Spectre. I, I, I practically don't remember much of anything. His other one was uh, the Casino one, right? And that's my favorite one. Okay. Yeah, but again, overall great franchise. End of an era. Can't I? You know, I would uh, I would definitely recommend it, but that's not what I'm recommending this week. But yeah, that's <laughs> that was one of the big things that I did. Um, from the last time we nice. spoke. Well, yeah. Did you actually yeah. go to a theater to watch it? Yes. I'm so excited for you. Yeah, it's, it's hooked back into my veins. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 it's on. Everything feels normal. The world is, the, nature is healing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I have physically gone back to the theater. Very good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you have in terms of recommendations for the people this week? So it's something else that I watched Uh that I was very excited about. It's a Disney plus thing. (laughs) God, the mouse, the mouse is taking over. Well, the mouse has the rights to the Jim Henson pieces of film. So the Muppet Haunted Mansion film came out and I watched it with my daughter. And it was much more delightful than I expected. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll take your <laughs> There was just like, it's been so long since I've actually watched a good Muppet movie. And I like, I remember watching the Muppets growing up. I watched the Muppet show nonstop. I, I love the Muppets. And Gonzo is my favorite, especially whenever he has either Rizzo the rat or Pepe the king prawn with him. And this film is entirely focused on Gonzo and Pepe going into the haunted mansion. And they're, the whole premise is that because he's the great, the great magician Gonzo, that he's going to be the only person that has ever survived the whole night in the haunted mansion. And Pepe is his plus one. And it is hysterical. The number of just beautiful nods to the ride, because apparently that's a great thing to just build a film off of is a ride. I I honestly thought it was going to be the most the, the weirdest concept and just kind of drawn out. And then built on less. Yeah, I was afraid of that, actually. <laughs> and then I was. I it, like little so many wonderful little comments um, starting off with grim grinning ghosts like all of the big music from the ride and little it, it was just wonderful it was really really wonderful and then at the very end I see an old mm. colleague of mine was one of the writers and executive oh. producers for the fr- for the thing so oh. then I had this it brought me back into having a quick conversation and catching up with him which was really lovely but the fact of the matter was I I'm just over the moon that there's another Muppet movie and it's Halloween based. Like it's spooky. So it can be Halloween. Like this is just another thing that I'm going to add to the Halloween movie rotation. And I'm so excited that I get to add something new. All right. Yeah. It's always good to add something to, to the movie rotation during Halloween season. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you're able to find that in the evil 
house of the mouse. I know, but it's so good, Darian. It's so funny. Yeah, it's I, I, that's one thing I never, for me, even as a kid, I never connected with like, like Muppets and all. I, I never liked those, like Sesame Street, Muppets, yeah. Fraggle Rock. Those were never Fraggle Rock. That is the one. That is one. Or is that? Or is that this? Yeah, Fraggle Rock. That's Fraggle Rock one is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. never got into those. Now, like I think we had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that, that Beaker. Now there's somebody. See, I would have pegged you for a Statler and Waldorf guy. Which one is that? Which one? Are they're them? they're the two old men that all they do <laughs> yeah. is sit in the background and then they just make fun of everything. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll they work too. Yeah, are. They're they're some of my favorites, but they they're just their vibe is so you. <laughs> it's so you. Yeah, yeah. I could work with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's see. What I about gotta, you? Oh, geez. Well, I, I I think I told you before about this comic series called Bunny Mask, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, by aftershock yeah. public comic publications. Yeah, I so, think it was. Was it a couple of weeks ago we talked about was, that? Because I was. made a Donnie Darko joke. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> while I'm sitting here waiting for that to return, I I, I think I have a serious problem. Uh, I, I've looked at this this studio, or studio, Mother of God. I've looked at this publication company. Like, mm-hmm. Legitimately, everything I've looked at is like, oh, I like this and I like that. It's really a concern because they oh, have no. just all. Yeah, I because what they do is, is that I can't remember. I believe it's at the end of each issue. They'll have or at least a couple of issues every ever. They'll have previews of other comics. So I was like, ah, oh, let me just read. And it's just the first couple of pages of this other whole. That's other how comic. they get you. And I said, let me just look like, oh, this seems interesting. Anyway. Uh, the one that I found and stumbled upon after Bunny Mask is called the Maniac of New York. So okay. it's this being, this seemingly unstoppable kind of killing machine, Maniac Harry, and he just pops up places and just obliterates people. He ends people. And he is terrorizing, of course, New York City or New York period, I should say. And what's taken place is, is that because he's been doing it so long, now people have just gotten used to that. It's just a thing that happens and you just hope that you're not around, which is fascinating. And there's this, this, or yeah. And there's this task force or there's the, uh, re, re, the, uh, the task forces initiated or reinitiated with basically two people. Okay. It's this political aide named Gina and this disgraced police officer, uh, uh, disgraced detective named Zelda. And they have to basically stop this, this, this guy. Okay. It It is, it is interesting. It is entertaining. I ran through all of the issues that were available and that doesn't come back until 2022. <laughs> he looks like Jason. Um, he got a little hockey mask. He's got you his just can't win. <laughs> He's just—he's <laughs> got a, mach- uh, a machete, but he could use other. I mean, he is just laying waste to people. I—I I just would highly recommend again if you're a horror fan, if you like Jason, even though he's not Jason, he's like you would really enjoy this. The art is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The story is interesting. I, I can't wait for this to come out. So the series, like I said, so far is phenomenal. And cool. I would recommend this and just in general, Aftershock comics, I would recommend them. I'm I'm going to have to check out their whole 
They'll have something for you. There's there's another one I thought about you called uh, Girls of Dimension 13. That I mean, I don't know what that means, but I'm nope, interested. Nope. Yeah, you need to you need to look it up. It's these these four these four women are kind of brought together by somebody some this the owner of this house, and they have to, they they come together. They're from all different walks of life. They're brought in, and they each have you find out that they each have these different powers. Um, so. I have, I've only read the first issue, so they haven't gotten into a whole lot yet, okay. uh, but that's another one that I'm definitely going to be um, keeping an eye on and reading the rest of those. Cool. But yeah, just look it up. I, I Again, I said Maniac in New York, but you know what? Scratch that. Aftershock comics, because it, <laughs> it almost seems like there's something for everybody under that banner. I was going to say, I am looking them up now. Oh, you, yeah. It, it, it's dangerous. The first thing that pops up is Chicken Devil. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have that, and I'm I'm waiting. I haven't read that yet. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, just the art alone. Like, okay, I need to read what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is my recommendation for the week. Cool, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Aftershock Publications. Cool. Give them your money. <laughs> All of it. Yeah, you won't regret it. I don't. Now, with I guess that said, so. are you ready? I, I mean, I'm I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Did you get my Did you get my email with the bootleg itinerary? I did, and yeah. I recognized. I think none of them. <laughs> no, two, two or three. Like, I was going to say maybe four. Okay, okay, that is much more than I would have even anticipated. I, two um, were obvious because they just came out this year. Mm-hmm. Well, no, three, three. Three mm-hmm. came out this year, so yeah. I'm not saying that I've witnessed any of these because I no, have. I know not. you have not, but not a one. Um, yeah, no, no, I have not watched any of these, but I did recognize titles of yes. some of them. So yes, we're good. Well, but would you okay. like to explain to the good people what on earth I'm mumbling about currently? <laughs> okay, well, for those of you that don't know already, I am an avid horror fan. I'm not one of these marks who's like, oh, it's it's October, so now watch the scary movies. No, no, no. It is a way of life for me. I can watch horror movies year round, back to back, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, if it were possible. Mm -hmm. So again, a way of life. So what I've decided to do is, is that I watch a lot of terrible movies as well. So yes. what I decided to do is, is I decided to to parlay that experience into an awards ceremony of sorts for movies that I have watched throughout the course of the year. That is the way that I have felt that the time I have wasted on some of these crap movies, I can turn it into something positive. And, and thus we have the inaugural Nerd Pastiche Horror Movie Awards show. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Now, I had about 13 categories, but I cut it down significantly <laughs> because I said, okay, you know, yeah, we don't want to be here all day. So, or all night. So I have, what is this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I, I cut it down from 13 to nine. One is rather quick because it's just very simple. So, you know, uh, I, I sent you a list of all of the uh, movies that were nominated for mm-hmm. various awards. 
Yeah. Um, and, and listen to the descriptions as, mm-hmm. and now as we're talking, I realized, okay, no, I know the four that she knows. <laughs> I, I figured out the fourth one because the fourth one is the one that you are probably going to have the most emotional investment in. Okay. It, and I know because there's an animal involved. So I'm going to do my best to try to share my screen and hopefully this works because, you know, I'm an old fuddy duddy and I don't know how technology You can do works. this. You can do this. Okay, the, the host is disabled participants. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> try it again. Okay, to try it again. Okay, here we go. Is this it? We have it. That's right, people. I have a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Let's Look see how this works. At that. It's beautiful, is it not? It is beautiful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let me see. Is, this, <laughs> is it still, does it still look like that for you? I'm, I'm moving it around. Is it, are you moving? <laughs> this is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's not, not what I wanted. Not just because of what it looks like, but because I get to to experience, everyone here is getting to experience what, what you're working through right now. Yeah. Because I always forget because I, well, first of all, I, like many people, oops, I've gotten to the point where I, I despise Zoom with the passion of a thousand fiery suns. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. So again, we've got I'm our proud nice little, of you. Thank you, thank you. You know, <laughs> you know, visual learning and what have you. So you know, this is why we're doing what we're doing. So we are going to get started. And like I said, I have nine award categories. Mm-hmm. I have given you again the movie descriptions, the synopsis for a reference point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about a little bit, not each movie because that was going to take forever, but really just the winner. Okay, and how perfect. I get, somewhat of how I got there. I mean, I think you I can list the your your ones for it, like the the nominees for each one, and then just talk about the winner. Oh, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. cool. Okay, so I want to know what your options are. <laughs> whoops. Okay, so the first award is going mm-hmm. to be the Judge a Book by its Cover Award. Okay. So the nominees for the Judge a Book by its Cover Award are there's this five each each category is five move five movies. That's it. Okay. So there is Hide and Sh- Hide and Go Shriek. Okay. Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. Yep. Sacrilege. All right. Sh- Sharks of the Corn. I honestly, okay. So I have to really quick interrupt. When I was looking at the list of things that you sent me, and it says yeah. Stephen Kang's Shark yes. of the Corn. That's so right. Did yes. he spell King wrong? And then no. I was like, wait, no, because Stephen King wouldn't write Shark of the Corn. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Continue. That was deliberate. Yes, Sharks of the Corn. Stephen yep. King's Sharks mm-hmm. of the Corn. Yep. That's right. Okay. And a Zombie Five. Okay. So I, I ended up going with Sharks of the Corn because <laughs> when I saw I didn't know it was coming out. And when I saw it, then I stumbled upon it on the internet. I said, okay, you got a woman running in a field and there's a, a cornfield, no less. And a shark is in the cornfield behind her. Now there is no water. Mm-hmm. The shark is navigating and traversing a cornfield, a shark, an actual shark. This isn't a ghost shark or any, it's an actual physical shark hmm. navigating through a cornfield. Hmm. So based on that alone, I said, I have to, I, I have to, I have to watch this. Because okay. that's one of the best things about horror movies is that people can get drawn in by the box art. Mm-hmm. So it, it 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 helps you find gems. It helps you find turds and everything in between. And so sharks in the corn. This award is strictly based on the best box, box art. 
Okay. Yeah, not the quality of the movie, none of that. Just, <laughs> a, a, just a, probably the most seductive box art is probably what I should say. So, Sharks of the Corn, it it takes it takes the W. <laughs> I I honestly am am excited about this. Um, yeah. because there is an animal involved. <laughs> oh, I see. And I didn't even think. Yes, the sharks. I didn't even intend. That wasn't even the one. But yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yes, the judge a book by its cover award goes mm-hmm. to Shark Sharks of the Corn from 2021. Okay. And what I did with these is, is most of these are they ended up being from this year or last year, okay. but they don't they they're what I watched throughout this year, not necessarily just from this year. Although okay. again, the majority of these actually ended up being from like 2020 and 2021. Okay, all right. So then we have. Our next one is called the Hostile Witness Award. Okay. So this is what does an that award. Mean? <laughs> yes. This is for a movie, the movie that I watched or movies that I would watch. And I was angry practically the entire time. So hostile <laughs> witness, but I used I used hostile, the hostile title from the hostile horror movie. So it's Why, almost you, like was a, that one really angry, make you really angry to watch? Well, yeah, because hostile, I think it's just it's overrated and I think it's just torture porn. And gotcha. I think it's, I don't just don't think it's good. So yeah, so there are five nominees. Okay. There, there's Asylum of the Dead. Okay. There's Room Thirty Three. Okay. There's, there's Wrong Turn, Twenty Twenty One. There's the Queen. I of recognized Spades. that one. <laughs> there we go. There's Queen of Spades, and then okay. there's Old. Yeah, that's the that's the the M Night Shyamalan from recently right the one on the beach that's right with like the stupidest title ever that's that, well it's it's, okay. it's, it's, it's it's yeah yeah exactly okay. now okay two of the I, I, this one was tough because okay. i i loathe every last one of these now the easy mm-hmm. thing for me to say would be like oh and everybody knows i, I can't stand it. i'm not Shyamalan. so the easy mm-hmm. thing was, oh it's old but but no i didn't go with i didn't pick m night Okay. But don't worry. He he, ma- he makes an appearance throughout many of these. <laughs> it's so, a triumphant return. Yeah, yes. He's he's in here a lot. Um, but then there's so there was old, then it was Queen of Spades. And like I said, you've seen the the um the descriptions for some of these, so mm-hmm. I don't need to go into a whole bunch of detail. You know, Queen of Spades infuriated me because it was 90 minutes of being stalked by a Bloody Mary type character, mm-hmm. and then nobody seemed to be really bothered by it. Like there was really no emotion associated with it, which is like, well, what, what, what are we doing? This this thing is killing you. All of your, why, why don't you care more? Hmm. And then, but the one that takes it, you know, not room thirty three, not a it's wrong turn twenty twenty one. And the reason <laughs> it takes it is because I waited seven years for another wrong turn. Yeah, that is one of my guilty pleasure franchises that I love blindly. And they just totally went against the grain from what the franchise was in the past. And they went in a completely different direction. And it just infuriated me the entire time. I was so upset because a seven year wait for another wrong turn movie. And that's what I got. So I'm going to tell you something and you have to promise not to get mad. Okay. I did not realize wrong turn was a franchise. I thought it was a single movie. (laughs) 
It's okay because the rest <laughs> and of if the them one in twenty twenty one was like a remake of the old one. <laughs> that's okay because the rest of them went to to direct to, to home video, so it's oh, fine. That's okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, there, there, there were six. <laughs> this is the seventh one. There was there, were there six, are seven of these, including this one. Yes, there are seven. Oh, I feel like yeah. I should have known that, but that's fine. Yeah, because the originals, you know, this the first six, like you know, your backwoods, you know, can, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, inbred the, cannibals, it's killing the, people. The, the deliverance music plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I was looking for. And then I get this this foundation, this just community of people. Like, wait, no, this is not how a mountain is a cult. Yeah, like this is offensive. Okay. So, so the winner of a hostile witness award is wrong turn from twenty twenty one because it made you that's hostile. Right. It, it, the entire time okay. I was in fear. seven years. That's what I got. <laughs> I waited seven freaking years, and that's what they gave me. Cool. All right. Then we have the credit where credit is due award. So this is for the movie where you know it's awful after the opening credits have rolled. Okay. So we've got five nominees. We've got Amityville Vampire, twenty twenty one. Okay. Stephen Kang's Shark of Shark of the Cold. Oh, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it oh, back. Yes, we're bringing it back to sharks. That's right. Okay. A movie called Deep Freeze from 2002. Okay. Old. <laughs> Old returns. <laughs> That's right. And Amityville Moon. Which I'm not gonna lie. As soon as I <laughs> pulled this up and it said Amityville Moon, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> That sounds dumb. <laughs> it was bad. Anytime, okay. anytime Amityville is in a title, I'm going to watch it. It's so pathetic. It's so disgusting. Well, you're just a mark. It's fine. <laughs> yes, we know we know who you are, and that's you right. know who you are, and that's all that matters. That's, that's all that matters. That's right. So I got to make one comment about Deep Freeze. Okay, so okay. Now, this movie was from 2002, but. It looked like, and I think I posted this on Instagram too. It looks like a movie that you'd catch on basic television on a Saturday afternoon in the mid nineties. That's what mm, it looked like. Okay. Yeah. It I know was, that. Yeah. It was very awful. Very I know awful. those films. <laughs> yes, it, That's what it looked like, but it was made in 2002, but it didn't look like it. <laughs> so I just had to bring that up. So <sighs> out of all of these, unfortunately, Amityville Vampire takes the win here because it, it did, and the reason that it took the win is it, it didn't even take the opening credits. It took the opening scene for okay. me to say like this is going to be god awful. <laughs> I mean, what was it that did that? It was the look of the film, the shoot, the shot of the film, the way the film was shot. Okay, the setting was in this just terrible house. The the costumes they were they were I I can't even remember anymore, but they were in hazmat suits. It was just hideous and. I said in immediately that this is no good about, about, about 60 seconds in. <laughs> and it felt like it, it was, it was a, I believe this is the same film, but either way, it was like an anthology and it was just an awful, awful mm. everything. If I'm not, if I get it, cause sometimes please forgive me, I get movies mixed up, but I'm pretty sure this is the one. No, you're and fine. it felt like most of this was filmed in unauthorized locations. <laughs> so it's like okay it's like you're it's like i don't really know if you're supposed to be here or not like yeah. you're at this lake but do you have a permit for this yeah you're shooting outside of this bar do you have a permit for this it yeah. just was it was just gross awful well i guess so it afraid. wins that it does it does then we have next we have the google award 
I liked this award. Yes. So the Google award goes to that is the movie where it has stirred something inside of you where you have got to look up everything about the movie, whether it's, you know, the director, the actors, you know, how much it costs, mm-hmm. the soundtrack, whatever, it, it, you, what the, what the, what else the director has done, depending on how good or bad it was. Like I said, it mm-hmm. can come from a place of anger, but it can also come from a place of positivity as well, because you might want to see what other people, maybe what an actor, what else an actor has done, what else a director yeah. has done, whatever. So there's five, uh, well, duh, there's five. We have Sleepaway Slasher from 2020. Okay. Oh my, oh my God. Sharks of the Corn is, has returned again. Man, that's that's the sleeper hit of this season, I guess. <laughs> that's right. The Queen of Spades again. Okay. Old. <laughs> of course. And then and then Zombie Four. Okay. Okay. So old, I mean, we know. I, I, I had to look it up because they're they're yeah, it's M Night Shyamalan, and I had to look it up because you know I needed to see what it is that he did differently from the book that I still have not read. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't make a whole lot of uh, um, give a whole lot of detail because I haven't gotten a chance to read the book yet. But I, it's M Night, so of course I have to hate look it up. Mm-hmm. But he didn't win, nor did Sharks of the Corn. Uh, I gave it to. That's Zombie. okay. They already won. They did. I gave it to Zombie Four. Okay. Why? And it is because I was in I was frantically looking for the soundtrack for this movie. And I need <laughs> I needed it desperately. Because and, and the other reason is is that the sheer amount of, of of lunacy that this movie had in it was just amazing. Like there were zombies, but these zombies were like they, they could shoot guns and they were ninja they were ninjas. They could they would jump into <laughs> they would jump into rooms and you're just like, wait, what is it? What is happening here? <laughs> They're actually fighting hand to hand. Like, what is going on? It, I just needed to know everything possible about this movie. And the reason it took the cake overall is because I was I was watching it again today and I was looking up things about it because <laughs> that's how obsessed I am with this movie. I I was going to say I need to I need to read to our lovely audience the synopsis that you gave me. It is is only a couple of sentences, but whenever I read through this, I was like what in the actual fuck is this? So, the synopsis of this film, by the way, from 1988. That's right. This is this is a 30-plus-year-old film. It's beautiful. A woman goes back to the island where her parents were killed. It seems pretty normal, right? Makes sense. They had been working on a cure for cancer and accidentally raised the dead by angering a voodoo priest. So we have cancer, we have voodoo priests, and we have zombies all in one sentence. With a woman, with a woman is a group of mercenaries, because we gotta have mercs involved, (laughs) and they meet up with some other researchers, because mercs and researchers always get along. Uh, They raise the dead again, and all hell breaks loose. Perfection. The whole, Absolutely. I, it's just a, it, it's one of those moments where it's like, okay, so they had six different ideas for a film and they just smushed them all together. Right. <laughs> and if, if you, it, it ninjas, is on YouTube, <laughs> it is, it is on you, it is on YouTube for free. I what? would highly <laughs> suggest that people watch this. This is one of my favorite movies of the entire year. This is a hidden gem and That's the amazing. soundtrack is, is the soundtrack is beautiful. It is perfection 
Is it, does it, okay. So whenever you say the soundtrack is beautiful, does that mean like it's sweeping orchestral pieces or is it like, this has got a bop to it? There is, there is a particular section of, uh, that had, and this is the frustrating thing about it. There's a particular section of the soundtrack of the score that has, uh, that, that sticks in my brain, but that is not in the soundtrack. That is not in the official release. And it is infuriating Mm. to me. This is how sick I am. Okay. Sorry for I I needed to. I, I know I needed to, I, 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 this is how sick I am. I needed to cut up that little piece of audio and make it my ringtone because it's just that good. It's just stuck in, in my brain. <laughs> this, this is why this won the Google award. Of course you did. I, I had to, I needed it. I needed it desperately. Anyway. Gotcha. All right. So zombie four. Mm-hmm. And here is the surprise Sydney award. So this is an award where I watched you watch a movie and it seemingly came out of nowhere to be good. Can so you explain got, why it's called the Surprising Sydney or the Surprise Sydney Award? Well, just because I don't get know, that in, reference. Oh, it's from a horror movie franchise, Scream. So, you know, the killer will call her on the phone, Surprise Sydney, you uh, know, because it's an ominous, menacing voice. And, you know, and Sydney Prescott is the, the main character. That's the one with the ghost face thing, right? Yep. You got it. Okay, cool. So this is just, you know, it's the first thing that came to my mind when, you know, I don't know where to be good. So we have The Silence from 2019, which is on Netflix. Okay. Zombie 4. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there's your winner. Yamageddon. <laughs> uh, Llamageddon. Uh, oh, yeah. Llama. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm refreshing on my Spanish. So like, I just saw the Yamar and then, okay. Yes, Yamageddon. <laughs> Thank you. Good God. <laughs> Jeez, well, you know it didn't win, uh, which I know you have an emotional investment in. Mama I do, again. I do. The killer llama from outer space is like the thing that is like it's driving and, me. And to be fair, this is that's a beautiful movie where I mean the llama <laughs> shoots lasers. I believe the llama actually bit someone, and that person himself was turning into a llama throughout the film. Yes, it's it, my it, dream. It, it is, it's a beautiful movie. It's perfection as well. <laughs> then we have The Mutation from 2021, okay. and then we have The Majorettes from 1986. Okay. Now, I had to think about it because... Llamageddon was the obvious answer, but you couldn't give me that. So you had to pick something else. I get it. Well, Z- Zombie 4 was the obvious answer for reasons that I just <laughs> went through. But the, the and I sat and thought about it and I said, it, it, I, it, it's the mutation. Okay. That's it, the one it, about the rat, right? Now listen to this. Okay. Yeah. This is the synopsis. A mutated rat has been let loose in a city. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just was envisioning uh, Master Splinter. And that was it. And that's the sad thing. That's what, what people for. And the reason and the reason why I had to choose this one and really thinking about it is because this movie had no business being this enjoyable. It had no business being this good. Gotcha. And I think what put me over the top is the second act of the film where the these this the, the mutated rat that is now truly running rampant in the city finds its way into a restaurant and okay. proceeds and to pizza attack and then meets some turtles. No, well, he would never eat pizza, but yeah, <laughs> got okay. this rat. And then he is attacking one of the waitresses through the kitchen out into the actual floor of the restaurant. And she's screaming. Everybody's just sitting there. Everybody in the restaurant's just sitting there, not moving, just in awe and shock. Nobody's doing anything. Okay. And the rat is just engaging in hand-to-hand combat with people. And the rat actually takes its hands and snaps 
people's necks. I said, now, okay, this rat has been watching Steven Seagal films somehow, some way. So <laughs> how can you not give it to a movie where a rat is running rampant, engaging in hand-to-hand combat with people and actually snapping necks? Like, how does a rat know to do that? This isn't a hybrid of a human and a rat. This is a rat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got your animal. What do you want? Well, it's not what you expected. If you if you look at the just the, the costume of the mutant, <laughs> the, oh my god, you you can't tell me it's not good. And, and the this acting is, this is, is so from bad. like this year. It certainly is. It's perf- It's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. I would highly recommend it if you because the other reason I gave it to it is because this rat it, looks terrifying. It is awful, and you got to understand that doing something creating something that's so bad that it's good that actually takes skill hmm. you have to be skillful at that that it, it's because it's organic yeah, yeah i i don't look up the the rat unless it's you want to so like awful. not sleep at night because it's, it's just so real awful. gross like it's kind of like a mix between like a hairless cat and <laughs> like i don't see rat when i look at it i see really no. really angry hairless cat well, a cat that is going hairless with like little pin needle teeth, really, really not appealing in any way, shape, or form. I didn't know what it was until until the random, I guess, zoologist that's uh, uh, on retainer by the police force, which I don't understand any of that. I don't Why wouldn't that you have one of those? I don't understand that at all. And he constantly was telling them, it's an effing rat. It's an effing rat. Like, they needed to make sure that you knew throughout the entire movie. They kept telling you, it's a rat. It's a rat. I'm like, okay. Because that don't look like, like a rat. <laughs> or it does not. That's what made it so much better. So, yes, the surprise Cindy Award is going to go to the mutation. Somehow it beats out Lamageddon. I'm sorry. I know. It's fine. It, it, it was Yamageddon's to win. And then, and then Laser the llamas. Come I know. on. I know the mutation happened. Okay. Now we have You Kept One Foot Out of the Grave Award. So okay. this is the movie that started off very poorly but redeemed itself at least by the second or third act. Okay. So we've got Hide and Go Shriek. Mm-hmm. Deadly Manor. Okay. Legend of the Sand Squatch. Which I laughed at. <laughs> There's a missing grandfather and a sand squatch. Not a Sasquatch, but a nope. sand squatch. No, nope. I'm assuming it's Sasquatch at the beach. Like I, <laughs> I just imagine Sasquatch in like a cute little bikini with carrying an umbrella. <laughs> like that's what I have in my brain. No, they're out in the desert. No, you can't change that. He's at a beach. He's on vacation. <laughs> and it's not his fault that this girl's <laughs> grandfather is missing. They just go and ruin his day. That's what's happening in my canon of the legend of the Sand Squatch. Um, I don't know what the film is actually about. (laughs) That's not what happened. That's not what's happening. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Then then there's Vamps from 2004. Oh, yeah. Vamps with a Z, correct? Of course. That's right. Uh That's right. That's how you know it's hip. That's right. That's right. It's it's yeah. And then the mutation <laughs> returns. Oh no. Sad kitty. This, <laughs> this one was so difficult for me. This one was so difficult. But the reason it, it, it has to go back, it has to go, it's the mutation again. 
No, no, yes. you can't give the mutation to give Lamageddon its its due. <laughs> the reason it, it's because the level of how bad this started off is just yeah. was just immense. The rest of these, like Deadly Manor, a hide and go shriek, these are your typical, you know, teenagers bumbling and stumbling into some sort of abandoned thing or trying oh, to yeah. have or going on a, a trip or having a party, what have you. That's that's par for the course, right? Yeah. Legend of the Sand Squatch. I mean, I mean, I, I love a, a, a Sasquatch, a Yeti. So it's like I, I that, that love is already built in. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be less harsh. Okay. And then vamps, I mean, who doesn't love vampires? I mean, come that's on, let's valid. be real. And then it's the mutation, which I was the first 30 minutes just pissed me off so much. It was just so bad because of the the acting and then the studio that does these films that they always they're always shot the same. And it's it enrages me. But then, like I said, that restaurant scene, it it just turned the movie around and I loved it so much. So it's back to the the mutation. The cat wins another one. The rat cat. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sad squash. I'm sorry. No, for real. Like that's that's what I'm imagining is a lovely parasol and a cute little like polka dot bikini. Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. He's on vacation. Okay, we'll work that in. Mm-hmm. Then we have the pizza and beer award. I love this. The, I love this one. <laughs> that's right. So for the movie with the budget so low that you actually believe that the cast was paid in pizza and beer. Yep. So you know. One of the things about horror movies is, is that you know, horror movies are cheap to make. They're easy. They're, they're, they, they are. They can be very cheap to make, depending on what it is that you're doing. And you know that whole adage about you know you 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 need to move and you're like oh oh hey pizza and beer or that's the that's what's yep. said that happens yep. you know so that's what this 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 movie has been or this award has been spawned from. So As our someone who are, like lived with a bunch of film majors in college, yep. like that is legitimately how you got paid to be in one of their their things. There you there you go. Yeah. So it's not to say that that was what's actually happened, but it just looked that way. Mm-hmm. Based on, so we have I am Lisa from 2020. Okay. We have Yamageddon. Or God, I did it again. You, you've been doing it all night. It's great. Thank you. <laughs> God. again. Sharks of the Corn. It returns. <laughs> prodigal son. <laughs> that's right. The mutation is back again. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Why? And, and then and then the Amityville moon. Okay. There's the moon. That's right. Okay. So this one was really difficult. I I I couldn't. It was a really tough call. Okay. But I I think because when you look at the at the production, you look at the characters, you look at the setting, you look at the main character, so okay. to speak. The only real choice is Lama again. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the llama was stronger. That's right. That's the only choice because mutation. I know the studio that did it, so it's like, okay, yeah, you're out. And it was really between Lamageddon and Sharks of the Corn. But at least with Sharks of the Corn, you know, there were different. There were there were a lot. There were some different settings. There were as there was an attempt at a uniform for the cop. There was an attempt at a police station. There, there was more of a concerted effort. Like Lamageddon, most of this was you know kind of like at a barn. Llamas, lasers, pizzas, beer. Like this yeah. is this is my dream. Yeah, it, it was it was splitting hairs, but Llama Good has to take it just just because if you just look at the box art, you're like, yeah, I mean, come on. 
Oh, I know. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it is, it's great box art. Yeah. Okay. So piece of beer award goes to Lamageddon. And hopefully it doesn't come up again so I don't have to say Lamageddon again. <laughs> clearly I'm not being able to do it right. Then we have the Tarnished Silver Award. So this is for the movie that actually made its way into theaters, but it did not shimmer, nor did it shine. Okay. So our nominees are Censor <laughs> from Toy okay. One, Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay, yeah. Fracking wrong, wrong turn. Okay, wrong turn. Old. Of course. And then Monster Hunter from 2020. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I gotta be honest. I, I wanted to give it. I wanted to give it to old. I really did. Yeah. But it has to go to Monster Hunter. Yeah, that's understandable. It has it. Yeah, because it has the strike against it is it's based on a video game, and yeah. we know the history. It's just mm-hmm. it doesn't go well. And the fact that I knew it was going to be bad going in, but I had to see it because of Mila. I had to see it. Yeah. And I didn't understand who this movie was for because I, I never played the game. But I'm going to guess that. People who loved the game probably didn't like this. No, it had really decent source material to work off of. And yeah. then it just did not hit any of the, the boxes. It didn't check any of the boxes that I think anyone was expecting it to. Yeah. And, and you know, as somebody, again, who has not played the game, going in and watching this, I, I, I just... I, what is going on? Like, you don't really know the reason for anything until about 40, 50 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And that really wasn't told very well. So that's why I had to give it to Monster Hunter. I yeah, did. I wanted I it to that. be old. I wanted it to be old so bad. But Monster Hunter was just awful. Well, lucky for M. Night, there was something else worse than him this time. That's right. But yeah, he, he's he's been nominated <laughs> far too often. So. He has been. And never for a good category. No, never. And then we will end on a positive note okay. with the Rear Window Award. Okay. So so this is the award for uh, the best movie I saw all year and couldn't take my eyes off. Okay. So this is a supersized one. So there is, uh, there's seven nominees in this one. Okay. This is a supersized one. So there's Army of the Dead from this year, 2021, which is mm-hmm. on Netflix. There is Super Deep, which is from 2020. Which is a terrible name for a film. Well, okay. You know what? I'm but it sounded interesting. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that one. It's His House from 2020. Okay. Shadow in the Cloud from 2020. Okay. Train to Busan from 2016. Mm -hmm. Halloween Kills from 2021. And Candy Man from 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I loved every last one of these. And so it was... But it was still not very difficult. And it's not because it's not a recency bias thing, because when I look at it and my thoughts about the franchise in general, Mm, I I knew it was going to go here. Yeah. Yeah. It's Halloween kills because I out of the unholy trinity, I've long said that Michael is at the bottom. So it's like Freddie, Jason and Michael Myers for me. Mm-hmm. And I always used to make fun of Michael because I thought his kills were the weakest out of mm-hmm. all three. Because, you know, Jason, you know, he uses harpoons, he uses, you know, a machete, he'll use mm-hmm. a pitchfork, he'll use whatever is around. Um, he's a travel. renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, he likes to travel. You know, he's gone to New York, he's gone to space, mm-hmm. you know, so. I, I, you know, <laughs> he it, went to space. Yeah, he went to space. Oh. 
And then Freddie, he tailors his kills towards the the fears of his victims and his and they're you know so like okay that's that's like awesome Wolverine. right that's that's right yes yeah Dream Wolverine yes yes <laughs> God I, you just uh, almost made the whole show damn it no I, you knew it wasn't gonna happen I, it's my fault because I brought him up you did and then I saw you know Halloween Kills and this is a very divisive film in the horror community. Really? Yes, it it most certainly is. Because people think that people think that it's just it's awful. People think that uh, it's it's just right. It's what Michael Myers is supposed to be a killing machine. Somebody actually said that I I was told that somebody heard that one of the things was said was that it was overkill. I'm like, well, it's a slasher. What do you expect? Yeah. For, for there to be a mountain of bodies. Like that's yeah. what he does. He's a killing machine. Anyway, the level of killing that this man did in this movie is 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 I don't like to use chef's kiss, but I will break it out here. It's chef's kiss if you want to use chef's kiss. <laughs> next <because level. laughs> it's next level. And that's what I said. Like he took his killing to a whole other level. He was artistic with it, he was vicious, he was brutal, and it was a mountain of bodies. And the reason why this is so important is because I can be objective when I watch these. And I actually got to the point where I said, I actually think I might have to reconsider who is the goat of slashers because really? of this, because of this movie. Yeah. And Interesting. It, exactly. Because of the level, like I said, it just all of the ones that what he did, it was creative. They were vicious. They were much more brutal. I was like, Michael Myers might be the goat of slashers. Hmm. And this is someone who is a staunch supporter of Freddy Krueger. Like that is my dude. But again, I can be objective. I mean, hey, yeah, I guess Mike Myers grew up. <laughs> yeah, for for me, yes, he did. Yeah, because I couldn't. I, I was so excited to go see because I saw this in the theater too, and mm-hmm. I was just glued. Like I was never bored, and I actually get it queued up again on on Peacock because I was like, I got to watch it again. Well, did you like how the film ended? Uh, it was kind of flat because you knew that it you knew that's what was going to happen. Yeah. And it was kind of like the, the, the character. What they did was kind of stupid. I mean, the movie overall, it's not the greatest. There, there are a bit there are pieces that don't make any sense. But that comes with so many horror movies that are yeah. lesser than 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 this. And I think it was really uh, overall, it was kind of a setup for the third one. Gotcha. Um, but but the ending, it was what it was. You knew it had to leave on a on a on that on a on a sour, not a sour note, but a a a melancholy, sad note, if you will. Okay. Uh, to give motivation to you know the main character for the third, or further motivation to the main character, Laurie Strode for the third one. Yeah. But that didn't take away from my enjoyment of that at all because I'm sitting there in the theater, I'm like, oh God, like, you know, is he's killing some of these people these ways? Like, oh, that's brutal. <laughs> so that is why I had to choose Halloween Kills. It was tough. It was tough because it. It, it takes it. So yeah, ending on what a was what was one. your runner up to that one? I'm just curious. It was, it was Candyman and then Super Deep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because because Candyman it was a continuous. Yeah, Candyman was just a that was just a gorgeous movie. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent story and continuation. So I, I I'm waiting for another one because there better be. Yeah, because that one that one Jordan Peele was connected to somehow, right? Yeah, and they um that was another one of the ones that was supposed to come out last year as yeah. well, and then it got delayed again this year. 
So if I remember correctly. So yeah, that that I, I loved Candyman. And then that soundtrack for Candyman 2 was just freaking excellent. <laughs> Absolutely excellent. But yeah, Halloween, um, Halloween Kills has to take it this year. Well, I'm going to say that uh, Llamageddon is the dark horse <laughs> or the dark llama of this. <laughs> it is the only one. Uh, you know what? This uh, Stephen Kang fella in his Sharks of the Corn might actually go up on my list of things to actually watch alongside Llamageddon. Yeah, this is very different than what my Halloween movies are. <laughs> yes. Muppet, Haunted Mansion now. You know, obviously Hocus Pocus. Everybody obviously. needs that. Yeah, uh, a little bit of practical you. magic. A little okay, bit yeah. of like Halloween Town. Uh, some right. Nightmare Before Christmas. But you know what? Honestly, I typically watch that for Christmas, not for Halloween, even though there's some really great moments that are Halloween based. You know, like Monster House, Frankenweenie, those sorts of things. That's my <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and me- meanwhile... Lamageddon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Like that one can that one might be able to join the rotation. I'll have to try it. <laughs> it, it, it is I, I those kind of movies. I, there's another one like that by Dimension. I think it's called Black Sheep. It is in that same vein, and I enjoyed that thoroughly. Like those kinds of movies are 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 so underappreciated, undervalued for how really good they actually are. Because I, I, those kinds of movies, you, you can tell, you know, we joke about pizza and beer war and stuff like that. But the, those are movies where it looks like people are actually legitimately having fun. And that's what I like. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what gives it a different tone and it gives it a different level of appreciation and, and, and enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I like and, it. And, and yeah, M. Night skated. He skated. He got lucky he is got what I got lucky. out of this. He got he real got lucky. lucky. Yeah, because he was nominated the most, and, yeah. and, and sharks of the corn. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. really excited about the sharks sharks of a corn. Yeah, it's not as good as uh, as ghost shark or no or house shark, but <laughs> I didn't watch that this year, so I couldn't uh, nominate it. Otherwise, that that would have taken that would have swept everything. Would have been house shark. That and the play. killer couch or whatever. I will never yep. forget you telling me that you watched that. That movie was awful. Yeah. When, when, a, when a, it wasn't, first of all, it wasn't a couch. And second of all, it was a recliner. Mm-hmm. And third of all, the fact that a recliner is scaling an apartment building, is the impressive. fire escape, no less. <laughs> yes, it is. And getting into the window <laughs> is, is quite impressive to, you yeah. know, to, to kill someone. Up there with laser llamas, but that's fine. Yeah, but well, I mean, I mean, laser llamas, I mean, that's just, that's just, that's just goat. That's territory. just fun. That's how it absolutely is. And then, you know, being infectious with a bite, turning other people into llamas. And if I remember correctly, I think he, I believe that guy, that that guy that turned into a llama, I believe he made birth. Lovely. We're bringing it all the way back. That's right. Okay, I'm done. Why don't you tell, why don't you tell the five people where they can find us? Uh, Well, if you're, if you're not sick of us making birth. You can find us on Instagram at Nerd Pastiche and on Twitter at Nerd Pastiche Pod. <gasps> tell us what Halloween movies, like scary horror movies, you enjoy and tell Darian why Lamageddon should have taken everything. Or if there's here. another one that really needed to be mentioned that uh, we just didn't, we didn't talk about today. Well, hey, look, this was what I have put myself through for yeah. the better part of the, of the year. 
Okay. Well, let's let's see if we can get you some fun recommendations out of this. Well, you know what? That would actually be really nice because <laughs> well, it well, then that's the thing that people don't realize. There is no horror movie that exists in this world that I will not sit down and watch. Yeah. I will never quit. I will never press stop. You're well, I might press stop or pause, but I will always finish it. Yeah. A well, good job. Always. <laughs> it's Bill's it's Bill's character. And again, I do these things. That's the last thing I'll say before we conclude. I do these things because I want to communicate to the masses. Hey, I watched this so you don't have to. I'll see that you, you stay go. away. There you go. I am doing a public service. You know what? That you really are. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. It's, it's, it's a thankless job. No, thank you. Thank well, thank you. <laughs> anyway, with that said, there will be food and drink and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. I mean, that sounds like my kind of party. Oh, finally, one that you actually can can agree with. Thank you. Yeah. You know, House on Haunted Hill, 1959. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, that's like the whole invitation, right? <laughs> that's what I mean. You know, you're going to, yeah. I'd go. <laughs> Very good. Well, I, I I think I would not. Because... <laughs> <laughs> it's that freaky murder thing thrown in there. But, you know, free food, kind of in. Yeah, yeah. The ghosts don't really help either. Nah, I don't mind those. Ah, great. Okay, very good. Well, we thank you for joining our award show. And to all, a good night. Indeed. I did that on purpose. That wasn't because I couldn't come up with anything to say. Because of the nightmare si- before Christmas? Well, no, because these sick freaks in these stores, you know, you know, slipping in all of their Christmas stuff. Like, uh, stop it. We haven't even had Halloween yet. Yeah, I know. You monsters. One day. Yeah, that's why Halloween is year round for it's for, true. For us hardcores. Yeah. All right. With that said, bye. Bye. <laughs>